Good morning, Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, and welcome to another episode of our Faith Lab podcast, where we have honest and authentic conversations about theology and scripture and real world issues. Um, my name is Margaret Richardson. I'm Selwyn's director for youth and young adults, and I'm here with Ashley Anderson, Selwyn's coordinator for congregational life. And we're glad that you're taking some time to dive into some scripture with us today. Um, Ashley's preaching this Sunday, and we're finishing up a sermon series called Letters to a New Church, where we are following in the life and the ministry of Paul, um, reading some of Paul's letters and trying to see how, how God might be breathing that and speaking that into us as we come back as a, as a COVID and post-COVID church together. Um, this morning's podcast is going to be a little bit different going to be a little bit less conversational, but something we've talked about is um, Paul wrote a lot of letters and differentiating the importance and why they were written is tricky business sometimes. So we're going to dive into um, specifically Galatians chapter one, verse one through 15, but we're going to talk about some common threads of this book. Um, and so Ashley is going to kick us off by reading our scripture. Sure. And I actually, my mistake, Margaret, I sent you the wrong thing. Um, it's Galatians 5, 1 through 15. Um, so hear now the word of God. For freedom, uh, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Listen, I, Paul, am telling you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. Once again, I testify to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obliged to obey the entire law. You who want to be justified by the law have cut yourselves off from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the spirit by faith, we eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. The only thing that counts is faith working through love. You were running well. Who prevented you from obeying the truth? Such persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough. I am confident about you in the Lord that you will not think otherwise, but whoever it is that is confusing you will pay the penalty. But my friends, why am I still being persecuted if I am still preaching circumcision. In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would castrate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to, to one another. For the whole law is sum summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Ashley. Yeah. So I think we should first talk about who are these people that this yeah. is being written to? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, once again, we have... Paul, who is writing a very intense letter. And what I've kind of discovered, which I, I feel like I already knew this about Paul, 
um, he's a very intense man in the way that he writes and comes across to his disciples um, and the urgency in which he writes to them. Um, so in this text, um, you know, Paul has been to Galatia and has spread the good news of Christ and the good news of the gospel. And he leaves for a business trip. And all of a sudden he's hearing about all these issues that the, the community and the church is having. And so this one verse you were running, well, who prevented you from obeying the truth? So what was happening is, um, you know, as we've seen in other letters, culturally, there were um, Romans, Judeo-Christians, there was Jewish influence, and then there were the Gentiles who were trying to feel, figure out how to be disciples of Christ and how to grow the church. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen the same context in, in several letters. So what Paul is doing is he's reminding them who they are in Christ, um, what the cross meant, you know, why, why we believe the things that we do and, and not giving into the pressures of society. Um, so I think it's really interesting that, you know, we can, we too, in where we currently find ourselves can also, you know, relate to this letter. Yeah. And I think that this letter has, um, as we are reading in this particular sermon series, trying to see how this context can maybe be, how the spirits may be speaking this context to us today. Um, this book has a lot of different themes that I think are relevant for us today. Um, and one of those themes you pretty much touched on, and that's the theme of freedom yeah. um, and what we believe about freedom in a world and how do we, what do we believe about freedom as Christians in the world? Um, and so maybe we can next talk a little bit about just freedom. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I want to talk about this word freedom in the context that we find it because in our culture, it has a lot of different connotations. Um, and actually Francis Taylor Gantz just wrote a really beautiful article, um, about Galatians in this word that we use. Let me see if I can find her quote here because she says it so beautifully. So this freedom of which we speak, um, Francis Taylor Ginch says, it's uh, the freedom of which he, he, Paul speaks is not freedom of speech or choice or self-expression and neither is it the absence of economic, social or political oppression, nor is it the right to do as we please but the freedom that paul is talking about is this divine gift um which the foundation is the liberating work of god in jesus christ um and like the first one says for freedom christ has has set us free god in christ has set us free um and so what that that means to us and one of the tenets of our reformed faith and what we understand is um, faith is, is justification by grace. So this is where that freedom comes from, that, that we're justified. It's a, it's a gift of grace that we, we don't deserve. We don't do anything to deserve it. 
um, God just freely lavishes it upon us. And it's not something that we can buy. Um, we simply have to accept it. And, you know, for the human condition, sometimes it's really hard just to let people love you and to understand God in that way um, is such a challenge. So when we see these Galatians who are listening to these Jewish ideas and, and, you know, religious beliefs that, oh, well, you, you have to eat certain ways, you have to practice certain rites. Um, you know, it's, it's no wonder that they, they see that and buy into it a little bit, because I think we as human beings, we, we also want to participate in ways that seem to, you know, quote unquote, make it count, right? Yeah, like yeah. That, that get us closer to God in that way. The rules and expectation, which are just natural parts of our everyday life as humans trying to function in this world, um, don't super align with freely given grace and love. That grace and love too, that we'll never be able to wrap our heads around, like more love than we've ever received in our partners and parents and children and pets all combined <laughs> and, right. and more grace than, um, than we could possibly understand. I think I've, we've all messed up at some point in time, probably, and, and, and forgiven. And it feels really good to be forgiven, especially when you've made a mistake that you, you know is a mistake or you've hurt someone that you love. Um, and that kind of grace and forgiveness from God is like nine million times more than that. It's mind-blowing. And it's really hard, like you said, to wrap your head around it. I think this is one of the what we say, you know, is the great mysteries of God. Like we're not meant to understand that we can't, we can't hold all of that. Um, but yet we still believe and we trust and we have faith, um, that the God who did make his promise to Abraham, you know, that we, that we too receive that same love, um, and grace and mercy in the same way. And, uh, when I, you know, was reading for this week, Shirley Guthrie puts it beautifully. She says, you know, this freedom, this justification by grace is God's big nevertheless. So it's nevertheless, I love you and accept you. Nevertheless, despite your um, open and secret sins, I love you. Um, despite what you do to other people or what you don't do, what you will do or you won't do, like despite all of those things, I'm still going to love you. Um, and that's so freeing. Like that's, it's such a beautiful gift to live in that space. Absolutely. And then I think that we are trusted with the responsibility yeah. of how do we live out that grace and how do we live out that freedom? And I think that's the other part of this text and what we can maybe get out of it during this time of coming back together as a community is, um, we come back together we're able to see that love in more tangible ways on Sunday mornings when we're in the flesh than when we're on Facebook live. Um, but then as a community, what do we do with it? What do we do with that huge gift that's been given to us? Um, and then how do we have it affect our lives as Christians and live it out? Yeah, so I think that, you, you know, touching on the pandemic and going back to this verse seven, like you were running well, who prevented you, you know, who, who stopped your pace, who slowed you down? Um, you know, I 
consider myself like a, a fairly active person. And I used to love running. Um, now I loathe it. I hate it. I, I would rather do anything else than, uh, than go for a run. And I was talking to a good friend and she said, well, you know, how long has it been since you ran? I said, well, it's been about four years, maybe four or five years. And she's like, your body's just not conditioned to it anymore. Your body's forgotten. Your body's been told something else. You haven't used your feet and your knees and your body and your lungs in the same way that you used to. And I think that's kind of what's happened during the pandemic. Everything just stopped. Um, and we haven't been able to practice hospitality and pastoral care and worship together and eat, you know, meet at the table and um, celebrate baptisms and um, serve our communities in the same way. And so it's going to take some time to flex those muscles again and, and to, to remember how to use them. And maybe we use them in different ways now that we didn't before. Um, but I think it's no, you know, coincidence or, you know, Paul choosing to, to use the verse, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I, I don't, you know, that's, that's definitely not a mistake on his part that he chose to include that in what, what that looks like in freedom, because I think in that freedom, love, we always talk about love growing in the way that we serve each other and what that looks like. But I also think um, love stretches mm. because it's an action verb, right? Like it's not just a lovey feely, oh, you know, that kind of love, but it's also a very active love of, um, you know, who are we extending that love to? Who does that love encompass by what God says, but then our own actions? Um, so I think it calls us to stretch ourselves to not just our next door neighbors and the members of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. I think it's calls to be neighbors to our city. Um, you know, to love those who are not like us, to join at the table with folks who don't look like us, who don't have the same beliefs. Um, and that's what this freedom gives us. It's the freedom for loving other other people who, who aren't like us um, without judgment and um, without condemnation, which that in itself is freedom too. Yeah, that's beautiful, Ashley. And I think that, you know, for our community, as we're coming back together, in, in one way, the pandemic, we've seen the way that we've expressed freedom of love and the ways that our city has come together in a lot of ways, as we were face to face with um, poverty and injustice and um, the COVID, obviously, we all know, pulled back that, that rug. Yeah. Um, but um it also was a year where we kind of had to focus on self, um, making sure you were healthy and you were wearing your mask and um, you know, you were where you needed to be when, back when we had curfews and times where we had to stay at home. Um, and so I think what a, what a better way for us is, as Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church than um, to come back together and remind one another of, of perfect love and um, that, that we find in Christ. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, just doing that in, in simple ways, uh, you know, being just simply being able to worship together and be in the sanctuary together is huge. Um, you know, we had our first session meeting in person on Tuesday, which was awesome. Um, and then, you know, the ways that we'll get back to doing, to doing 
ministry in different ways um, in, in the community that we serve. And, you know, I'm, I keep hoping and praying that next Saturday when we have our spring picnic, you know, the good Lord will bless us with some good weather so that we can also once again gather on the lawn for a big um, celebratory meal with, yeah. with each other. Um, so I just, you know, I think in the, in the coming weeks and in the coming days, we just continue to ask ourselves, you know, are we living out that freedom and, and how we can live out that freedom through love? Um, you know, looking, looking to the example of Jesus. It's the simplest and the hardest thing yes. probably that we read about in scripture. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I'd love for pray to pray for us before we go. Thank you. God of love, God of a love that we will never understand. We thank you for these holy scriptures and for the opportunity to read them with a fresh set of eyes and see the way your spirit is moving amongst us and what it's calling us to do. This week, you're calling us to remember love and to remember freedom and to remember grace and forgiveness and how all those things are hard for us as humans, but none of those things are hard for you. And that there's nothing that we can do or not do that can ever separate us from that. God, we pray for our community, that they would feel that love as we find creative ways and safe ways to come back together. Be with our graduates and our students as they finish their last weeks of class. Be with our members as they navigate coming back into community and leadership roles and Sunday routines. Remind us that we're loved and bring us all back together on Sunday. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. We'll see you soon.